Welcome to What Are We Even Doing? I'm your host, Rochelle, and each week I talk to interesting people about what they're reading, writing, making, watching, and doing. This week I'm talking to my good friend, Jenny Mann-Diver, about collaboration, making adjustments, and art exploration. Enjoy! Hi, Jenny. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? About the same. About the same. Right. Better than most. Not as good as some. Yes. Yes, I like that. What are you up to uh, during this time of um, shelter in place? What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Art stuff or non-art stuff? Or whatever. Okay. So art stuff, I have been doing... um, a call and response artist collaboration. Um, oh, yeah. I'm on my second one right now. The first one was really rad, and the second one looks like it's going to be cool too. So I'm pretty stoked about doing that. How did you hear about that? I think on the San Diego Artist Something Information Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman who started it, um, she posted it on there, and it was pretty successful. I think 96 people participated in the first oh, one. Wow. And 60 are doing the second one. So, um, and we had like the first one, she made an online gallery. Um, mm-hmm. I was pretty intimidated at first, but it was, it actually, there was no reason for that. I just get so nervous. Did, yeah. I actually was nervous too because you told me about it and I was like, I kind of, kind of froze up about it. But so explain what it is. So, um, you're paired with someone randomly who's also an artist, and mm-hmm. both times I went first. So I made a piece of art, and then I sent it in a picture to the person who I'm partnered with, and then that person made a response piece, and then you just go back and forth. So the first one I made this time, I wasn't super keen, but at the same time, I, I needed it to be done and go mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So I made, I used um, black tool and black paper to make this like flower that was unraveling. Mm. And my partner, who is a cinematographer and also an artist, she, her name's Autumn. Autumn made, um, a, I think it's a sketch with a painting over it, maybe, of a girl falling. Mm. Um, and then I just finished the one that's in response to her that, I made out of, I have a lot of black tool laying around and I want it to go to some purpose or other. So I used mm-hmm. black tool again and black paper that I had shredded to make a net to catch yes. the girl that's falling. Uh-huh. So that's um, interesting. So I'm trying so these are strangers bit. that you're, they're yeah. paying strangers. Yeah. And the first, the first one that I was paired with, um, she works a lot more in metal and I was like, Oh no, I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do. But it actually ended up being really cool. And yeah. I think my favorite thing that I made out of that was um a spider out of needles. Mm-hmm. And then like some of my yeah. art that I sent was you know, not not anything to write home about, but it was mm-hmm. it's still this really nice process to Every day you're obligated to interact with someone mm-hmm. in a creative way, and that sounds super. The woman that I'm working with now is a little. Uh, she's just very, very go getter. Like, woo! Oh. 
Mm-hmm. He sends stuff back right quick, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> I saw your spider, and I thought it was really great. Thank you. I thought it was super clever. I, um, I wanted to make more things out of needles, but um, it's a little. I want better glue. So oh. I was just using hot glue, and and it's like then you can see the little clumps, and then I got annoyed. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. So and I also wanted to like make something like my spider's a little flat. I wanted to make it like a little bit more three dimensional and creepy. Mm-hmm. But I've got more needles. Nice. Wonder if you could solder. If you could join them with solder. I, yeah, I don't. I most definitely could, but I don't have a soldering iron. You have one of those? I do. Nice. Yeah, you can just get you it can. at Home Depot. Yeah, maybe I will go buy one because I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you have to buy the little solder tubing stuff separate, right? Like the little metal. I don't work with metal very much, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's all in like the plumbing aisle. And since you're just okay. making art with it, you don't need any kind of special. I would say don't get the kind that has the flux core because it spatters. and The flux core capacitor. <laughs> I think that's what you, isn't that what you need. To if you're going to travel in time, you need that. But if you're just going to solder, then you just get the regular solder with the flux on the side. Okay. Just a okay. side of flux. A side of flux. Yeah. That's our new band name. <laughs> awesome. I, that I sounds think, cool. Yeah. Um, no, but I think you're, I think I should go get a little soldering iron. You know, I've always been deathly afraid of those because I think on the episode of the Waltons, like a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. Adam burned down the house with the soldering iron. He left it on in the um, basement. And oh, I always God. was like, oh, we can never have one of those because it'll burn the house down because kids are stupid. <laughs> yes. So. Some of that is very true, but um, you just have to exercise caution. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe I, I used one at school. The kids were needed something or other, and I helped. Mm-hmm. One of my colleagues, we soldered some nonsense together, and then I talked about being a power lesbian because every time I'm using t- <laughs> tools, I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> normally you're so dainty. Yeah, I'm just not. But like, I wish that I did have more like carpenter skills. Me too. And God, man, I would like, my mom got into that before she got into quilting. Probably when she was in her 50s, she was making all kinds of shit out of wood. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then she, I think she just kind of stopped and she went quilting instead. So uh, she was looking for a new hobby. And I remember going to like fancy lumber yards that had this like beautiful wood, like woods I've never seen before when Mm -hmm. I was that age. And I was like, what is all of this? What's ebony? What's that? And it was, it was super fun. But I wish that she would have stuck with it and had all the tools that she didn't use anymore. Yeah. And now they were mine. And I was power tooling it up in the garage. I do have a um, a sander, an electric sander. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a boss when I use that. <laughs> One of the things that um, course- I was supposed to get when we moved in here was a air compressor and a nail gun. Because I wanted to make stuff too. Oh, a nail gun. Yeah. But I, oh, I will still fine. get it. Okay. Well, when you do, and we're allowed to like be next to each mm-hmm. other i'm pretty excited about whatever nonsense we're going to create yeah i'm gonna i'm jumping on your 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 coattails sure thing no problem it's always more fun to do something with a friend you know what else we should do and i just got a kit of supplies because i made my first one was japanese book binding oh yes uh i saw your pictures okay i have another like two that i can make like the kit came with stuff to make three 
But then I was like, I don't have a paper all and I don't have this and I don't have that. I need all of these things. And so I ordered a little kit off of Amazon Mm -hmm. um, and I already have quite the collection of Japanese handmade paper. So I'm ready to roll. Oh, nice. Have you ever made paper? Uh, No. I I have always wanted to do that. It's so messy. Yeah, in a way that I, I don't want to. And don't you need a blender? Yeah, that's the you, thing that always. You want. jack up the blender. You have to have like a special blender, but you can so. get those at a thrift store for they're like a dime a dozen. People never want to keep their oh. blenders, so odd. Yeah, we have a blender, but it's like I wouldn't want to. No, you it have to have a paper. dedicated paper blender. A dedicated paper mm-hmm. blender. Mm. If you want to make paper. Well, um, I did like I improvised because I didn't have an. All mm-hmm. A W L all mm-hmm. I didn't have one of those, so I I improvised one together and it worked, but it wasn't as fun as having a real all. So I got a paper all and all of these like binding tools and needles because I needed more needles. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course. I'm, I'm very excited to make another book. And then what are you going to do with the I book? Just, I have well, the other one I turned it into a COVID journal that oh like, you know cool. documenting. The bullshit of our lives right on. and the dystopian novel that we're going to be living in when this all goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I was actually thinking about giving the other two as, as gifts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That somebody might want a, a little journal or a little notepad mm-hmm. or whatever. That would be nice. Um, I also ordered, but have not yet received, a sketchbook from the Brooklyn Art Library. Have you ever done their project? Mm-mm. Okay, so they have like 45,000 artists that have made sketchbooks. And there's like over 100,000 sketchbooks. And I did one when I turned 40, which was very much like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was kind of this like goofy little cartoonish thing that I mm-hmm. did. But this time I'm, I'm going to take it a little less goofball and a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. And so you finish your sketchbook and then it goes into a library that they, it's like a physical library mm-hmm. in Brooklyn or, and, or rather you can also opt in to have it digitalized. And so then you have like a digital copy of it too. So I have a digital copy of my old one, which isn't anything to write home about, but it's like weirdly, like I was very embarrassed that it was online. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, people are going to see this. No, I'm not going to judge my art. Oh. But now I look at it and I was like, man, I was really insecure at that particular juncture when we were getting ready to move across the country and Mm -hmm. things were grim. But I don't really have a theme I've figured out for the one that's coming in the mail. It's definitely not going to be the same kind of story that I put together for the last one. Oh, okay. You should check it out, though. Okay. Um, The digitalization process is expensive. I think it's like $45. But the, the, just if you get the sketchbook, it's called the sketchbook project. But if you get just the sketchbook, mm-hmm. I think they're like $20. Oh, you know, I've seen, I get ads for that on my Instagram feed, the sketchbook project. Yeah, that's what it well, is. I'll have to check it out. So this art group that I belong to, Art Stew 52, um, it's run by two artists in Texas. Um, it's just like a little community that they do like art prompts sometimes and share art and they have like a little podcast too but they have a sketchbook project where it's like a shared sketchbook and you can like check the sketchbook out and then they send it to you and then you would like do some work Mm -hmm. in it and then turn it back in and it goes to like other artists so it's like everybody 
what's this called? Arts 252? Art Stew, A-R-T-S-T-E-W, 52. Yeah. I can, um, they're super cool. They were on my podcast, like, a few weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah. You should join. It's really cool. It's a nice, very welcoming community. Okay. I think that's, like, something that you and I should spend more time talking about in general is is something that we've talked about not on your podcast but Mm -hmm. like defining our voice as artists Mm -hmm. and I feel very much like I dabble in so many different things which is fun Mm -hmm. and whatever but I don't feel like there's one thing that like I would consider myself super skilled at or I have like the most interest or the most talent in or like when people see it, they're like, oh, that's Jenny. Mm-hmm. Like, unless it's ladies that are rolling their eyes at you. And they're like, that's Jenny's yeah, art. I know that. that. I definitely I would recognize your art. Yeah, your ladies. My ladies. But I, I can't commit to like, oh, do I always want to draw ladies? I don't really want to do. Like, I don't know if that's going to be my yeah. thing or not. I guess it could be for a year. Yeah. And see what happens. Or even a month. Um, we were talking about, I shared that video with you of the guy talking about the best advice he had gotten as, as an artist. And it was to draw the same thing every day for a year, Yep. which I thought was really great. And he made a lot of really great points when he was explaining why that was such good advice. One being that you don't have to think about what you're going to do. So you don't have that blank page syndrome, which I think is crippling mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And th- there were like other good points that he made. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to that's such a great advice. And then today I just sat down and read um, Steal Like an Artist, which like you can read. Oh yeah, I read that. <laughs> I think it took me 30 minutes. In it's like very fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then Austin Cleon was saying to not limit yourself to one thing, to go ahead and indulge all of your creative passions. I mean, he said to work every day, but that you shouldn't, you know, you don't have to limit yourself. So I'm just like, fuck man, like, <laughs> Who do I listen to? <laughs> I think, I mean, honestly, I think there's some validity to yeah. both poss- possible like yes. things. But like, I go, I go through phases. Yeah. So, like, I wanted to make Mexican inspired art all day, every day, twice on Sunday mm-hmm. for like three fucking yeah. years. That's all I wanted to yeah. do. And then I was like, okay, if I make any more of this, I'm gonna die. So I gotta stop. Right. And, you know, artists, like, they they have their periods. I mean, every famous artist goes through a period where they work on something, they have an obsession, and then they work through it, is what I feel like it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, nobody expects an artist to do the same thing all the time for their whole career. That would be so boring. I think it's something that you just yeah. have to, like, figure out what what your obsession is or what you really, really like making, give it a good amount of time, like stick with it for a significant amount of time and work through it until you feel like you've done it. Yeah. I I think that's a, a really good way of looking at it. Thank you. Um, it, I, I like the idea of just like, okay, and now I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on. Now. Yeah. And, and being a little bit more, okay, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Peace out. I've learned all I could um, from doing this one thing. I've developed certain skills. I've, you know, I think the biggest thing is a work ethic. Well, I'm definitely creating everything. Oh, day. yeah. I'm um, not talking about you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> oh. oh. I um, I think that 
in the current situation, which for my particular line of work, you know, we'll be lucky if I get to go back to work in the fall, which is a lot. Will you still be working um, from home or you just think that they're not going to, you're not going to be working at all? I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not holding my breath that I'm going to be back in my classroom right. by yeah. mm-hmm. August. I think that we're considered extra. And oh, yeah. so art teachers are, are not as needed. That's dumb, mm-hmm. but that's the reality of it. It is sad. It's just... I'm so sad that like I'm not gonna see my sixth grade girls that are I'm so used to them being in my my classroom every single day recess lunch sometimes before school sometimes mm-hmm. after school and not having like that kind of creative spirit mm-hmm. around. However, I will say that in the past month I've grown a lot as an artist in terms of like spending more time thinking about what is mm-hmm. my voice, what is it that that makes my art right. mine. Um, my and thinking about making not art that's for kids all the yeah. time because you know I get wrapped up in that and then I'm like, okay, well I guess I'll sit here and I'll doodle something for a mm-hmm. kid or whatever. And so it's kind of nice to go a little darker. Yeah, yeah. I think kids can handle dark right. art, um, and they actually, but like that's frowned <laughs> upon. Yes. So. <laughs> they were a little bit older I think it would be a lot easier to justify but it's it's much more difficult to convince people that allowing children to have space to create including negative feelings is yeah super important mm-hmm. that's unfortunate that they're not allowed to express so that I, I usually wait until they're in the sixth grade and then we do something that's pretty dark mm. And I, I'm doing it this time. I'm doing it with them this year. Um, I'm going to say this word wrong, but it, it sounds like curtid. It's a disease that frogs are getting and dying, like why frogs are dying all over the world. And mm-hmm. we've already lost tons and tons of species mm-hmm. of frogs. I'm having them do a thing about like how we can save frogs. And I don't really think we can. So that's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm just talking about like, kids are not really encouraged to express negative emotions and especially in their art like it's usually something happy sunny you know whatever I think people have a hard time or they're uncomfortable when children have dark feelings or negative emotions but I mean they freaking do I mean when I was a kid I I was a pretty happy kid a lot of the time but I also was depressed and had like deep anxiety a lot of the time my kids are are really an anxious bunch. They have a immense amount of pressure yeah. on them by their parents to hyper perform, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude, let's all just chill out, giving them space to like just exist, mm-hmm. and that it's okay. Like you've got nothing to prove to me. Yeah, I, I have zero pressure on you. Let's just let's just hang out. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the only real legitimate way that I can give them. Um, but dark art right. is, is the dark arts are frowned upon. <laughs> the dark arts are frowned upon. It's just because people don't understand them. <laughs> That's how I feel. All true. So I started the 100 Day Project planning to do a drawing daily of my dog Lola, who passed away, you know, it was a year ago in January. Because of that video, I wanted to do a drawing every day. And that's the subject that I chose. But when I planned it, 
this wasn't the reality that we were in this whole, you know, pandemic situation. It was already kind of sad gathering up the pictures of her to use as reference. You know, I miss her a lot. She was such a great dog. I love her so much. Even though I do love my dogs, the two dogs that we have now, I still feel a lot of love for her and my miss her. Of course. (laughs) So it's just been hard kind of looking at her picture and drawing it when already everything is kind of like dark and the world is so fucked up and confusing right now. So I haven't been sticking with it as much as I should. Um, I was doing pretty good. I did like five days in a row and then I skipped one and then I did like another couple days in a row. And then I didn't, I didn't draw anything last night again, but really I think the main thing is, is I can't get like a system in place to do it. So I always end up doing it the last thing I do. So by then I'm Mm -hmm. tired and I'm just like, I don't really feel like doing this right now. So I guess I just have to figure out a system where I can do my art in the day. It's been hard because you know that I have been kind of housebound for a while. So I'm used to this. It's no problem for me to stay home. But now Greg's home. Yes, so, that's a big change. Yeah, it's it's disruptive. And I like having him here. That's not the problem. It's just when he's here, it's like weekend mode. I get I have like yes. a different mindset. Um, I'm just kind of working through all of that to try and like be more, I don't want to say productive because I don't want to put pressure on myself to be quote unquote productive for productivity's sake but I know that I would feel better if I did more art and I just get caught up in all the other bullshit of the day and I haven't painted in so long I don't even remember the last time I painted we painted not that long ago you made when we zoom painted you were working on potted plants yeah but that was like two weeks ago okay well then we need to (laughs) zoom paint some more (laughs) yes (laughs) Do you need supplies, cardboard, whatever? I can probably drop some cardboard by. I'm gonna I'm really gonna commit to making that sardine can for my cats. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be super Um, cool. So maybe I can get my kid to help me. I don't know about that. But we'll (laughs) see. Um (laughs) Oh parenting in a time of cholera whatever the fuck we've got going on this is a lot a lot i do not envy anyone with a with a kid at home that's for sure i mean just it's just terrible i bet i mean it's just Um, such an unnatural state of being i feel bad for my kid man yeah he's doing a really good job other than the chronic problems that we have Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of him and it's a lot of me and it's a miracle that neither one of us have taken each other by the throat. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I, God bless Rosie who feels like she's like running interference between us. Yeah. It sounds rough. So one thing that I have been doing and I think it is kind of creative is I've been baking a lot of bread and nice. I, Finally got my sourdough starter going. This is my fifth one. I killed the other four, but I kind of like got my shit together and figured out, you know, what was best for my sourdough starter. Cause it's, I think it's very um, individualized. So if you read a recipe, like that isn't necessarily going to work out for you. You have to like I do think it. There's a lot of variation in yeah. yeast and stuff. So. Yeah. And the climate in each individual home isn't, you know, like my house isn't going to be the same as someone else's house. So what works for someone else isn't necessarily going to work for me. So I did figure out a good situation for my starter. 
And we just baked Excellent. our first loaves of bread. When I say we, I mean me. It was me that did, up, did it all. Um, today, How did they come out? It turned out pretty good. Not great, nice. but pretty good. And I learned nice. from it. So, yeah. So that was pretty cool. I me and did. everybody else with our freaking sourdough. Yeah, it's okay. I made zucchini strawberry muffins. And mm. then uh, they were really good. Rosie ate them all. Which is fine because <laughs> I don't like muffins. Um, how do you not like I muffins? I haven't baked, you know, okay, when we lived in Massachusetts, there was this place that sliced muffins, like, straight down the middle, slathered them in butter, and grilled them. And, oh, <sighs> God, they're so friggin' good. So, I, I just, unless my muffin's gonna be like that, I'm really uninterested <laughs> in it. Um, okay. okay. But I did I make, understand. I've been like making elaborate meals. Last night I made steak tips and cheesy grits and baby broccoli. Mm. The night before I made this insane shepherd's pie. I made so much I had mm. to like give some of it away because it was like, this is going to spoil before we eat it all. And we also get Hungry Root, which is a vegan um, food service. And oh, I, okay. I de-vegan it. I mean, I don't put meat in most things. I just like... <laughs> dairy yeah. dairy's my buddy right um and it's actually like the meals are super simple so even when i'm like i want to cook takes 10 mm-hmm. minutes and it's oh, wow. really like nice vegetable based like i thought it was going to be gross and weird and i was like it's gonna mm-hmm. be stupid and i'm gonna hate it it's actually <laughs> <laughs> i know i have such a positive outlook on the world <laughs> uh, <laughs> like it's gonna be stupid but yeah. it's good. It's really good. I do enjoy cooking. You know what I don't like? Cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not my problem. I made the food. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That seems only fair. I I mean I don't I used to really like cooking and um sometimes I do. I think I just feel so uninspired. I cannot, I don't know what to make. One of my friends, she yeah, like, I, just wants to do it from scratch, like everything. And I'm like, God love you, ma'am. But I, I, mm-hmm. I'd like to go do something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've got Japanese I don't books mind. to make. I've got, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yes, your list of things to do is long, as is mine. But I don't mind making an elaborate meal once in a while, but I definitely don't want to be chained to a freaking stove every single day. Yeah, it's not fun. I posted on Facebook that I'm already ready to rebrand the summer of bummer because that's what I've been calling it. It's everything's canceled. (laughs) And I'm like, what am I going to call it instead? One of my very optimistic friends was like, the summer of solace. And I'm like, nope. Why can't we call it the summer of bummer? That seems like it fits perfectly. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's just a drag. They canceled a bunch of more stuff today that I knew was going to get canceled, but it's still like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Are yeah. we ever going to go to Disneyland again? Maybe someday. I just feel like uh, January, everyone was so excited about the turn of the decade and, you know, just everyone felt all the possibility of a new decade and then this shit fucking happened and it's like what the hell i mean it just seems like i never 
I can imagine it, but I it just seemed like something that wouldn't really happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've seen enough movies that you can like imagine the scenario, but it's just like that's movie stuff. That's not really gonna happen. Well, like every hundred years about there's a, some sort of global pandemic blarky, so here we are. Happy anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if one more stupid asshole that Oprah made famous goes on national <laughs> television to say something idiotic, I swear to God. <laughs> I I want to call her so bad, like we're friends, like, what's up, Oprah? Hey, oh, <laughs> and tell her, you need to come out publicly and say that you're sorry for spreading yes. these assholes and their plague of ignorant bullshit on humanity. Yep. Yeah, just like she did with that one. The lady uh, with the book. Yeah, the book where she was a white lady and wrote about um, the experience of being oh, a migrant. I, was, I wasn't even thinking about that. So she did it. Be- Remember the million tiny pieces? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, but there was another <laughs> so one she had to come out with. All again. Over the place. She had to do it again because a lot of people were really pissed. Um, but I really am. She's I'm not a good judge for- of character. So what? A- else have you got going on artistically anything else in your future so my sketchbook thing that's gonna suck up a big amount of time yeah um the sketchbook project i i have three blank canvases that i i want to paint my ladies on mm-hmm. um, but i wish that i felt a little more confident about my shading techniques i've been watching a mm. lot of videos about shading oh, it's yeah. not it's not my strength i I don't want to shade in like normal human colors. I want to shade mm-hmm. in kind of freaky colors like blues mm-hmm. and greens. And yeah. So that's on my radar. I mm-hmm. also, I saw on, don't make fun of me for watching HGTV, but I was watching some show where the girl's in Indiana and she like takes gross houses that are condemned and kind of fixes them up and sells them. Mm-hmm. She made a giant piece of art to go in this house where she used a shitty piece of plywood, the kind where you can see all of the, the cheapest plywood, um, mm-hmm. all the wood parts going every which way. I don't know what that's called. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called. Okay. So she took one of those and painted a portrait on one of those, like mm-hmm. huge, the whole side. And I really want to do that. And I was like, huh. So I'm thinking about, I don't even know if I could get the size that comes in in my car or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll deliver it. They will. Um, but like, I don't know where in my house I can put that where Rosie wouldn't oh. have a heart attack that I put a giant ass piece of, I mean, you know, five feet by seven yeah. feet piece yeah. of art. She might have some thoughts about that. But that's on my that's on my like to do agenda. Like, awesome. hey, go big. We, yeah, go really big. Cardboard is awesome, and I think that that is a good way to start. Like, if you're worried about shading, yeah. try it out on some cardboard first. Yeah, maybe I will do that because I'm like, I want to experiment with shading with weird colors mm-hmm. and making. Um, the goal isn't realistic. Mm-hmm. It's figurative, but not yeah. realistic because I don't like that. Yeah, somebody else can do that. Right. So, so I'm hoping that I can get 
um, one done. And then I was like, well, maybe I can give it to someone. I have some, I don't know. I have a bunch of art that just needs to get out of my house. It would make mm-hmm. me happy to know it was hanging up in somebody else's house. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that sounds cool. Those are my yeah. big projects. What about you? Love- what else have you got? You've got your 100 um, day challenge. I do have the 100 day project um, that I'm going to start doing my work on it earlier in the day. So I don't just do it at the last minute. And um, I got a call from my ceramic teacher. So, you know, I was taking ceramics, but obviously it got canceled with all this. And she's just like a sweet elderly woman. Um, She taught at Grossmont High School for 30 years. And now she's retired and teaches senior citizens at the adult school where I go. So she called and said that they're doing like a drive-by project where you just go to the parking lot of the school and she has like a bag of clay and the project sheet that you can pick up and then you work on it at home and then you bring it back the next week to get it fired and then you get more in another project. So um, I picked that up yesterday and I also picked up like a couple of things I did before school got canceled. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to make another tray like I did. The one where you layer on the glaze and then you cut it away with the like a rake. Yeah. I think they refer to it as a comb when you like just remove part of the clay or the glaze. Yeah. Call it whatever you would like. Okay. I will. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do that. That seems fun. Awesome. Awesome. And Zoom painting. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, I painted those um, plants when we were Zooming that time. Yes. Uh And so I had done the backgrounds before and then I painted white um, so I could paint the green leaves over it and not have it because green and orange are complementary colors. Uh So they kind of cancel each other out and make a brown. Um, So I painted white so that the green would really stand out. And then I like the way they look with the white paint so much. It almost looks like a ghost or I I don't know what it like a negative. So then I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I want to fucking paint green over these they look I think they look so cool the way they are so I'm so nice about that oh I have one more thing to share with you that we should try it and I can drop off some stuff for you to do too. okay and that's um I have some stuff but some jelly plates mm-hmm. to do but I've seen a bunch of people where they make their own paper like and they're going to use it for something else and they use their jelly plates on like deli paper and I have like little deli papers like you would wrap a sandwich in. oh really and yeah and so you put your jelly print on that and then it's like so thin that you can layer it dare I say decoupage mm-hmm. it into other pieces oh. and it looks so cool oh like that sounds really who interesting thought? freaking deli paper but yeah so I'm on I'm on that bandwagon right now too yeah let's do it that sounds super cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, when you had offered to drop off my stuff for me, which I thought was super kind that you would pick up my clay and bring it to me since I don't drive. Um, sure. I had told you that I have DE and sourdough starter and you can still get those things for me. Like, I'm really sorry. I totally forgot about it at the time, but I will get okay. those things ready for you and leave them on my porch. Okay. I'll come get them sometime this weekend. Then. Okay. Cool. 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 We'll see about the sourdough thing. How it, how it happens. Yeah, I mean, it takes patience, which, and timing. What are you saying? I don't have that. <laughs> I have the patience, but I'm not good I with did, timing. I did make those cinnamon rolls from scratch, and they were really good. So, oh, and it was six hours of me getting really annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, is it ready now? <laughs> and the answer was always no. 
but the payoff was great, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they were delicious. <laughs> and I used um, a pretty straightforward recipe that I really liked, mm-hmm. and I made a mistake in it, and the mistake turned, like, it was forgiving of Oh, it. nice. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of cinnamon mm, rolls. Me too. I will, you can send that recipe my way, and I'll try it out. Okay, I awesome. will do that. Thank you for listening to What Are We Even Doing? And thanks to my guest, Ginny Mandiver. I'd love to know what you're even doing. Call and leave a message at 619-352-0051 or check the show notes for other ways to participate. Bye!